on the last episode of Dice Funk. Why were you doing those murders? The council killed more people every day than I killed. Effectively, you're getting back at the council for what they did to fail this city. Would you have anything on the premises that once a boat arrived might make the boat fly? No, I mean, I don't keep the garl iron here. They have it at the tower. Because I'm the only human. <laughs> <laughs> uh, violent horse coughs. My records indicate that Deputy Lee is a human, but you are a quadrupedal equine. You are not my partner anymore. Yeah, bumblebees are like Alona used to use them to talk to me. So I thought maybe it was a scroll for me. One must only hold the law in their heart. And out of character, Lauren has to change Lavinia's alignment. Does this make sense for her? Is this a choice she can even justify making? I don't think so now. I don't think she could. Jem begins to change into her wyvern form, flaps off the ground a couple of feet, and then kicks a hole in the glass case with the scroll inside. Are we doing this? Swift Justice <laughs> hacks off Violet's horn. And then you hear a voice behind you. Violet Skittles Unicorn. Oh. I give you everything you want, your deepest heart's desire. And in return... What's the specific thing first? The specific thing is you can't tell anybody about me. Yeah, and the general thing? I just need you to say four words for me. I'll give you anything. Listen, I'm not a devil. I'm not here for your soul. I'm not even a god. Concepts don't need names. I've considered my options, mm -hmm. uh, and what I've decided is you can suck my butt. <laughs> you didn't pass that poison crystal you ate, which is like a hundred times a lethal dose, and now that your horn's gone, you're you're just gonna die. Sorry, I don't I don't come to people unless they're moments from death. So she's been poisoned, and she is dying of poison. Mm -hmm. And neither Joan nor Ziggy can. You guys haven't gotten to them yet. Sildiel looks back. She extends a hand, and you see one of her rings glow, and she shoots a firebolt. It was a long time ago. Look, things have changed. Uh, I said we could talk about it later. Justice goes down, crushed under the weight of the blows being rained down on it. And I think for the second time in its existence, it is smashed apart. All the wiggles are doing the right wiggles. My wiggles have been wiggling. So always be <laughs> wiggling. I, I, I am going through a firmware update, so there might be some odd behavior on my part. Not my computer's part, my part. Oh. So uh, Leon asked me after the last episode, like, is Violet going to die? Is should he make a new character? And I'm just I'm gonna share with the audience the same thing I told him. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea. I think the party is gonna try to save Violet, and I don't wanna dissuade them or put my thumb on that scale i want to see where it goes and uh i'm as just as much in the dark as everyone else so plus everyone could try you know can be like all completely on board with saving violet but all botch yeah so who knows what's gonna happen yeah so i'm not gonna, i basically i'm not gonna do anything until like my character who is mostly dead is uh acted upon so i'm just gonna sit here and uh take it away you can make fun comments <laughs> you can still make out of character jokes I might. I might. People may recall in season one when Anne was sitting alone in a church for three episodes. We might have something similar. Who knows? It just <laughs> depends on what the party tries and if they succeed. Regardless, Leon, I think that you and I should have a spinoff show mm -hmm. where uh, Drop the Human Monk gets haunted <laughs> by the ghost of a psychotic unicorn. And they go around the countryside solving mysteries. Of course you solve mysteries. Stabbing mysteries. Yes. <laughs> Or, or punching them.
and, and the spirit can only become corporeal when it gets angry enough. Otherwise, it can't affect the uh, the physical world. Violet Smash. That's right. Smash through the cosmic plane. So I think the cold open in this drama is uh, <laughs> the camera is right up on Violet's face. She's barely breathing. Her eyes are rolled back. And the camera just holds that while in the background you hear screaming and yelling and the clatter of claws on the deck as Jem lands and... Lavinia gets off of her and says, look what I stole. And you hear other people yelling and stuff. Joan says something from a blow deck that is kind of muffled. Ziggy uh, cast a spell and is running over yelling, someone grab the wheel, someone grab the wheel. And he's running over to Violet. And it's just like anarchy on the ship as you guys are pulling away from Mykonos. So right now there's like, I don't even have the numbers in front of me, like 12 people on this ship. (laughs) There's a lot. You guys have built yourself a little base here. Okay, so Vinny's going to yell to Ziggy. Ziggy! If you can heal her, I can steer. Uh, Ziggy says, uh, you can heal, right? Uh, a little bit, but like, I don't... We're probably going to need you. <laughs> okay, someone else steer. Okay, uh, Austin, yeah. seeing as how I have quite a high perception here, um, mm-hmm. I might be... Can I leverage it to be like, yeah, I've seen them do this before. I can totally steer. I mean, you could. You could also just let the, the yachter drive the ship. Oh, yeah, we have a boat boy. All right, the boat boy can do it then. Press the buttons. <laughs> you guys are Dorcases. You know we all say boy because of you. Don't pin this on us. Isaac says, yeah, bro, I got it. <laughs> I, I I ship all the time. <sighs> right. <laughs> I'll ship all of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an awful man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it is the best idea to let Isaac handle at least navigating the ship for now. Mm-hmm. So everyone's converging on Violet. Uh, Ziggy's waving his staff over her. Uh, he's casting detect poison to try to find what's going on because I assume people are explaining. We don't need to go over it in every single detail. Right. Um, but he he finds the general area where the gem is inside of her and says, we have to get this out of her. She's not going to last <laughs> another minute. Um, can I go ahead and cast cure wounds? Can I do it? It's not really a wound, though, is it? Yeah, I mean... I- you could try to heal her horn, I guess. See if that would help at all. Like, Does cure wounds count for poison? I'm assuming not. Who's got a medicine skill higher than five? I should, I should just say, out of character here, like last week, I listened to the episode last week, and uh, although this might have been hyperbolic, Austin d- did mention, um, a- as Billy, that uh, Violet has like more than 100 times worth of, uh, of a lethal dose of poison in her body. So she, I think she's like 99% poison right now. So um, I don't know how this works, but I, I just wanted that to be clarified. That's why, I mean, you guys are like, well, should I cast Cure? Do you guys have a medical kit? And Ziggy says, we have to get this out of her. She will be dead in literally 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> Can we make her vomit? Where is the poison, Ziggy? He's waving his staff over like her lower abdomen. He says it's in, it, this isn't a precise measurement, but this is where the readings are coming from. I don't know horse anatomy. What does that mean? Nine. I love Ziggy's medical tricorder. Eight. Oh my god. Seven. I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I make a lot of noises. Let me live my life. All right. I cast it a cure wounds at eleven. All right. You cast Cure Wounds and maybe some superficial scratches on her body heal. Seven, six. You guys, we're gonna have five, to operate. Four. Do it. All right, uh, Johnny. Johnny is doing the thing. Okay, uh, Austin. Um, I'm. I'm gonna like. I got a medicine of five here. If I want to operate to try and get that thing out of uh, Violet. 
Am I rolling medicine? Sure. Get a straw. That's good, Rish. 14. It's not the worst. So describe to me what you do. All right. Okay. So I'm, so I'm just gonna I'm, I'm I'm just gonna dramatically part my arms and say, okay, everybody, back away. This is probably gonna get messy. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to select my um my sword, mm-hmm. and then with as much care as I possibly can, um, make a, a an incision, uh, in the area that Ziggy's like. I think it's around here. Uh huh. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna get down on my knees. And I'm gonna gingerly reach inside that unicorn and feel around for something that doesn't belong. <laughs> All right, with a 14, you squish around in there, and you're not a veterinarian. You don't know nope. exactly what you're touching, but you do know the difference between a crystal shard and viscera. Mm-hmm. So uh, you probably do some damage in there, but yeah. You def- but you locate what you're looking for after tearing through some stuff. Do you have any spell slots left, Lavinia? I do. I was going to cure wounds as soon as you got the crystal out. I would have loved if you had wasted your last spell slot. I have, I have one more. I have one more. <laughs> Literally my last at all levels. So I guess um, with my hands around this particular crystal shard, crystal shard mm-hmm. I'm going to announce to the group, I think I have it. Uh-huh. This is going to be messy. Um, uh-huh. I sure hope you guys are prepared for this because uh, I don't think I am. Oh my god. Just do what you gotta do! And then I'm going to try to remove the crystal. Two, one, and pull. And the half of a red crystal shard comes squelching out of Violet's abdomen. <laughs> All in one piece? Squelch! Like... Here's the thing, it's noticeably smaller than when last you saw it. That could be stomach acid. I assume that means digested, so Does it does it look does it look broken or does it look rounded? Uh I think Leon was in the park. Leon's got the idea. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything in there. That's very clever of you. Yeah, you're yep, that's everyone's thinking good. <laughs> I just rolled cure runes. It's it's only six. Alright, as soon as Drop's bloody arm retracts from the wound. Vinny slaps her hands over it, and it shrinks some with her roll. She restored 6 HP to Violet, and so it closes up a bit, but she's definitely still bleeding. There's definitely still a wound. Violet has not regained consciousness. Well, I'm going to get in there with my... Can I get in there with medicine and try to patch stuff up? Sure. Would, would cauterization help? Normally, I just... I, I, I take people apart. I'm not very good at putting them back <laughs> together again. Medicine would let you know if cauterization would help. Uh, I do need to ask, though, Drop, what are you doing with the crystal shard that you pulled out? Don't eat it. No, I, I don't think I'm going to eat it, uh, nor am I, I think, going to put it up my butt. <laughs> Those are the only two options. <laughs> uh, ooh, then that's a toughie. It's a, like, it's a very limited adventure game. I'm gonna, I am going to hold on to it for the time being, um, because obviously it's coated in blood. I don't want to throw it overboard, because I know what blood in the ocean is doing these days. Uh, Elias mutters something and sort of snaps his finger, and then the shard is lifted from Drop's hand and sort of suspended in air with the mage hand, so no one has to touch it for now. All right, that's pretty good thinking. I like how Elias is like, idiot, stop talking, I have this. (laughs) Okay, so I rolled a 13 on on medicine to be like, what can I do in this gaping maw in a unicorn that I just made? (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, I don't know if maul is the word I would go for. It's a pretty gross word to apply to a mm -hmm. wound. But yeah, you, you know that you're going to want to put pressure on the wound. You're going to want to suture it as close as possible. You're going to want to do a, a number of what's called a mundane medical operations. Mm -hmm. Most medicine is produced by someone waving their hands and the injury just going away. But your healer done spent all the spells. Right. So okay. you can you can help, but it's not going to go away immediately. Okay, so while regaling everybody with uh, what exactly I need to patch this up, I'm going to also describe that I saw this performed at the monastery once uh, by the um, by the the um, priest that we had there who did most of our medical uh, uh, things, who also happened to pass away right in the middle of performing a procedure exactly like this. <laughs> strangely, strangely enough, though, the patient lived. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I don't have a sewing kit with me, but I do have sleight of hand, which as a skill is useful for moments like this for delicate handwork. So Elias can certainly help when it comes to putting together stitches as long as he has someone to work with there. Yeah, I mean, we can we can take 10 on some of the trauma center stuff. We don't need to go stitch by stitch, but I think the uh, outcome of your guys's, I was about to say decisive action, you know, it got there. Uh, eventually decisive action was that Violet is uh, not dead yet <laughs> for now um, Ziggy waves his staff over her and says she is still gravely poisoned the extent to which I, I cannot speak to you I do, I do not know the properties of this crystal but whatever, we've delayed whatever's happening not ended it so we need to take additional steps wouldn't the compression of bagpipes remove some of the poison what how does what what? Explain. I think I think Leon's asking for a little bit of Danny Boy. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say like use the bagpipes to like uh, what's that thing called where you take like the blood out and then put not. Yes, I was I was making a joke. Oh, it was a transfusion it, it, joke. It would not work. <laughs> not only would it not work, it would ruin the bagpipes, which is the actual tragedy. Okay, I'm done now. The only thing, I, the only other thing I can think of would be to. Try to use something involving either investigation or arcana on the viscera that is still attached, that's still stuck to the crystal shard to try to infer any properties of the poison itself. Finny, you didn't you replenish some of your herbs? Um, that was actually up for debate. Uh, I was, I thought I had. Uh, what were, where was your stance on that, Austin? Tusk ate your herbs, and then when you guys got to Rosemary Manor, you asked Jem for some, but then you guys were, like, making out in the cupboard, and it was so okay. <sighs> Honestly, you horny, horny kids. You guys didn't really consummate Operation Herbs. Yeah, um, but the question I had is, Joan still below deck? Yeah, she's, like, peeking up from the bottom of the stairs, because the sun hasn't quite set, and she's okay. like, do you guys need- I'm not a healer, so I can't really- I can see that there's blood, but, like, I'm- this isn't my area of expertise. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, ask if she could think of any creative solutions, but I guess not. Well, I mean, one does not need to be a healer. One simply needs to be a poisoner to be able to help in this context. That's true. I mean, everyone knows that these are extra planar crystals. You guys went through mm -hmm. a portal. So right. even the most uh, you know, deadly alchemist in the prime material might have literally no idea what this does. Right. Um, but I, you're asking around. You're saying, like, Vinny, do you know what this does? Joan, jo do you know what this does? And Ziggy says, unless you guys happen to know someone who specializes in planar poisons, you probably just need to consult, like, the most powerful person we know. Just, like, overall power. And as far as I know, that's Welch the Blue. Ah. Uh 
I also have one more idea, but uh, like, yeah, I don't know how it would work. Um, do we have like, like, I'm assuming we like stocked up on basic supplies and shit. Do we have like a little like kind of med kit kind of thing with like medicine and shit? Because if we have something that would induce like induce Violet to throw up all of her blood. Oh, uh, I guess it's in her. Yeah, that's right. It's blood, not a tummy poison. That's what I was going to try to do with either Arcana or investigation right. on the, to see if there's anything I could infer from that. I just don't know what tools I have that could help other than. Medicine being what is in medieval times, like even if you guys could like isolate it, oh, it's in the blood, oh, it's in the digestion, oh, it's in right. the brain. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if that would actually help you. Do we have leeches? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys are there planar leeches? <laughs> I don't know. Ziggy says that they might exist. You know who we could ask? Is it that blue guy? <laughs> I mean, I the most powerful witch I know of is the leader of a uh, hole in the earth, the Bullywugs settlement in the Cascades. How long will it take for us to get there? As long as it will take to get to anywhere else besides Meadowlark, which is the closest. But I mean, you might want to take a look at the map, guys. We're not flush with options. Yeah. This was Elias asking Ziggy and just sort of like, because he's never you know, been there, but... <laughs> I mean, here, here's what I'll say. If you have any hope of saving Violet, whatever you do, you need to do now. No yeah. matter where you go, you're racing time, and you don't know how much. Let's just go. Let's just go to the Cascades. I think that's our best bet. People know there's like weird people there, like that know like extra shit. I, let's just go. You gotta believe someone on the ship is like, how much do we really need Violet? <laughs> Leon's like, I want to play a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Bill Webb. He would be my best friend. I mean, basically, <laughs> I, there's nothing I can do to figure anything else about the blood. We might as well go to the Cascades because we have to go there to some capacity to see if there's anyone remaining there that can help us understand more about the ships. It is a profound coincidence that the only place you guys haven't gone and that you would likely go to next is also the place where the most powerful magic user in Lorelei lives. <laughs> and <laughs> that sounds like I just made all this up, but uh, Welch was introduced on the last journey. As I'm going to call him, Creep Juice. Her. Her. <laughs> Creep Juice. <laughs> you get me, Leon. You get me. <laughs> Vinny's going to say to Ziggy, um... Uh, Ziggy, can you can you direct Isaac the the safe way to get there? Like, do you know your way around all the islands? Yeah, sure. I mean, the Cascades are a chain of islands. There used to be a lot more. Though most of them are now underwater. But the one that leads to Hole in the Earth is also the one that leads to the Drow city of Calypsia. So it's the same island that me and Joan come from. We live under it, obviously. But that's the only one that's safe to go to anyway. The other ones are patrolled by Kuatoa pretty much constantly. And do you think you could get us, like, an audience with Welch? Yeah, of course. I'm her star pupil. Okay. Uh, thanks. Are you okay? Um, mm, I don't know. This is a (laughs) lot. This is a lot. There's a lot of bad things happening. There's, like, a wide-angle lens shot of Vinny. Like, it's like, I don't know. And in the background, drops totally fucking covered in blood. Violet has <laughs> guts all over, the, <laughs> all over the deck. Elias is looking at the bloody crystal suspended in midair. No bueno. And in the background, you can hear riots in Mykonos as you leave yet another civilization in ruins. <laughs> Do I see any familiar-looking dwarves on the docks? <laughs> Roll perception. All right. Yes! Mykonos was kind of already in ruins by the time we got there. 
this is an apocalyptic campaign. So the world started bad, and as you go on, it's only going to get worse. Everywhere you go, it's going to get worse. Okay, there we go. 18 for perception. That's pretty good. You look to the shore of Mykonos, and you see um, the rioting crowd begin to loot Rosemary Manor. And out in the courtyard, you see the smashed body of Swift Justice with just just a tiny spark of life still left in it. And a hand reaches towards the sky. And because Drop's perception is so ungodly good, you hear its last words as it says, Justice never dies. And then a particularly angry dwarf stomps on him. I can't believe you would do this to me. I'm like literally about to cry. Why would you do that? That's so oh, mean. Geez. Oh my god. It's, 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 it thinks it can make a poignant moment. That's adorable. Oh my god. As Drop looks to the shore, the dwarf just makes unrelenting, penetrating eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> give him give him the thumbs up. He gives you a thumbs up in return and just grinds his heel into <laughs> some justice. Is there any way for me to try to do an arcana on the crystal at least to see if I can infer anything about it now that we've been exposed to a new property of it, I guess? Uh, you can always try. That's the D&D rule. Okay. Mm, 15. 15. You understand that it is extra planar crystal, uh, that it is soluble in sides of, of the mammal form Mm -hmm. uh it's apparently very deadly poisonous Mm -hmm. uh it has um some sort of magic that you can't can't quite understand definitely is similar to the one you're wearing in your bangle which allows you to conduct magic Mm -hmm. but besides that the only other thing you really get is that it doesn't seem to transmit its poison through just touch because you carried it out of the plane can i um can i gesture to the crystal and walk over to isaac and say isaac yeah bro do you recognize that crystal? Because you had you had told us stories about going on mining trips with your father. Does that look familiar? Yeah, that's one of the crystals from the the portal place, the the other place that it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do Do you know anything about it? I mean, all the crystals are useless. They don't do anything, dog. Then what were you mining in there? The garl iron. It's under. It's under the crystals. They like grow out of it. Mm. It's like a fertilizer. Mm. Oh. Oh. So, so Violet ate extra planar fertilizer. Yeah, they like grow up out of it, and then they like break off, and then they they go into their. I don't. I don't really understand the whole process. I'm not a you know like a chemist or whatever. Right. I'm more of a sportsman. I'm an outdoorsman. You know, that's like my aesthetic. It's my brand. You, you, you work it well. I play hard. I work hard. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Judy rolls her eyes so hard you hear it. Oh my god. What does it sound like? Does it sound like a really loud sigh? <laughs> yes. And she lights up another cigarette. <laughs> I, I uh, go under deck with the crystal, and with the crystal still in the mage hand, and ask Joan if there is a something like effectively a mason jar type of thing that we can <laughs> stow it in. Yeah, you guys find a pickle jar. There's one pickle left in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, do you want this? I, I, I will offer it to someone else. All right, and once it's in there, basically get some fresh water, uh, and fill it with that, so we can just sit in water mm-hmm. for a period of time. And I'll check on that at a later time. Nice. Yes. So Isaac turns to Drop, who's talking to him, as Drop goes to walk away from him, his self-aggrandizing boasting, and says, "I heard you guys saying you guys want to go to the Fish Islands. That sounds like a bad idea. How about I just take them, take you guys to my crib? I have another one." 
no, we think the only person who can save uh, Violet is there, and we have to go there at some point anyway, so just just do it. Can can you guys drop us off in the ML? Uh, where? Where's your crib? Meadowlark Island? My dad owns it. Do we have time for that? I, like... I mean, you could swing by, yeah, sure. It's like, it's only like a little bit out of the way. Um, do you think we have time, Elias? People that are smart, please help. Elias, Elias will interject. Isaac, if you can, uh, I believe the term is, if you could do me a solid and take care of this errand for us first, I'll teach you everything I know about playing cards so that you never have to worry about losing to someone like me again. I mean, that's pretty dope. It's just that you guys are like wanted fugitives, which isn't like great optics, if you feel me. But think about how much fun it is. I, I understand the optics. <laughs> I understand that the optics aren't great, but need I remind you that even your own associates aren't necessarily clean, so let's not delve onto that point for too long. What do you mean? Are you are you talking are you talking shit about my crew? I'm not talking anything about your crew, Isaac. Is this because she's a, a half orc or is it because she's also a dragon? Ooh. What's your deal? Get racial. She prefers Wyvern. Tight. We accept you, Jem. <laughs> My point is that I trust you, Isaac, and I trust your friends. All right? I mean, why would you not? They, they've told the truth about everything. I, I totally agree. They're super trustworthy, and there's no secrets between us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and while I understand your apprehension towards helping fugitives, I would assume that the fact that we got you out of that situation the way we did at least bought some good faith on your part for us roll persuasion with advantage because you um, guys have been pretty we, we've been solid bros here austin yeah, yeah. Uh, i only rolled a nine because i don't have a really good persuasion so that's okay Vinny had a speech prepared too oh yeah Vinny's gonna like point intimidatingly uh -oh. at isaac and be like listen i know it's scary that we're wanted and stuff and like all the murder and we're going to the scary place <laughs> All the murder. My friend is dying, and she's really important to us, and she would have protected you, and she would have done it for you, and, like, if you want to just go home and, like, sit there and do nothing and then drown, then, you know, whatever, that's your thing, but if you come with us, maybe you can help us, like, fix this whole thing and, like, fix your dad and fix everything. I make no promises, but, like, isn't trying better than, like, doing nothing and getting drunk? Because that doesn't sound fun. I have to admit, out of character, getting, doing nothing and being drunk is kind of fun. That's fair. I rolled an 18. 18. Holy cow. He says, as long as Judy and Jem don't mind. Jem? She says, I I'll go wherever you need me to go. Okay, that's good. Thank you. And Judy says, I'll be below deck. <laughs> and she walks away. Yeah, like, I mean, you guys don't have to come on the island. Just, like, be on the boat. Like, you can wait on the boat with my dad. He's a bird, but yeah. Behind you, Sh Sheriff K waves. Sher Sheriff K gets the stink eye. Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to do this, because uh, when he does that, he draws attention to himself and everyone looks at him, <laughs> and he looks uh, uncomfortable. Uh, we need to talk about that, but guys, I have like a thing I want to do first. Um, Drop, you're like the best at medicine. Can you keep an eye on Violet? Um, I want to see what's going on with the scroll, because maybe there'll be something in there that'll help. Drop says... I might be the best on paper, but I can't guarantee that 
in a cosmic sense, me staying here is gonna be good for her, but I'll see what I can do. Like, just, you know, keep an eye on her. If anything weird happens, you know, just, like, tell somebody. <laughs> Drop snuggles up to the unconscious uh, a body of, of Violet and just sort of keeps an eye. Oh. Thank you, Drop. Not like spooning, you know, but like head in lap, kind of like, you know, stroking mane kind of thing. Aww. They're snuggling. So soft, so pure, so unicorn. A little bit of snuggling going on. Aww. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and as a result, kind of smearing some of Violet's own oh, entrails God. in her beautiful mane. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so oh, cute. Couldn't just let us have this. Nope. <sighs> nope, nope, nope. <sighs> While this is all happening, uh, Sildiel's just sort of watching it as well, just the chaos. Yeah, so uh, it's hard to mention every single NPC, but right. yeah, Sildiel's about to have a conversation with Elias. Uh, Tusk is doing his thing. Like, er- there's everyone's doing stuff. We're just, you know, it's editing. We're focusing on the important stuff. Right. Lavinia, you look at the scroll that you stole. Mm-hmm. Scroll stole. The stole scroll. Stole scroll. <laughs> the stole scroll. It is a golden color, and it's radiating, like, holy light. Mm-hmm. When, like, versus, like, when I touch it versus when somebody else touches it, does it do anything special? Like, get glowier or anything? So you're going to let someone else touch it, is what you're saying? Uh, yes. All right, so you hold it out to Jem, and you're like, check this for me. Feel this. Rub the scroll. And uh, she just reaches over and, like, tugs on it to try to open it, and uh, it doesn't budge. Okay. It doesn't change color or form or sprout wings or anything. Well, I'm just, I'm going to try it. So, like, I'm going to try to open the scroll. Tell me what happens. Mm-hmm. As soon as you uh, lay finger on the seal, it pops open. Oh. With an audible and magical click. Cool. I knew it was for me. I'm opening it. What, is it, what does it say, though? Like, is it, is it in, first of all, is it in a language that I speak? You unroll the scroll, and mm. inside you find a music staff. Like, uh, like a... Sheet music. Like sheet music. Is it, is it titled Never Gonna Give You Up? Now it is. <laughs> is it just notes, or are there, like, lyrics, too, or...? Uh, nope, it's just notes, and as you unroll it to its full unrolledness, the music notes uh, begin moving from left to right, as it, like, it looks like it's... The scroll is scrolling, if you will. Mm. Like, it's trying to, like, show me, like, the, the, the tune? Like, more song than would fit on a normal scroll. Yeah. It's like an iPad, just, just, you know... <laughs> But magic. Or like a guitar hero. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's exactly what it is. It's it's the guitar hero crawl. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to start following the notes on the scroll with my loot. As you watch it, you understand it's going to take a while. Uh, you don't see it start looping for like quite a bit. This is going to be a, an entire production equivalent to like an hour. Probably. This is a concerto. Mm-hmm. And now I have Rick Astley stuck in my head. I'm never gonna give you up. Oh my god, we just got Rick rolled by our DM. We're no strangers to love. Oh my god. You know the rules. And so do I. We are so wacky today! Is this gonna require a performance check from Lavinia? Yeah, do I have to do anything or can I just like go work on that? I mean, you can performance check if you want to play it particularly well, but if you you have proficiency with an instrument, so if you just want to play it, you can play it. I rolled a 16, so I mean, if I can do it real good, like extra good. Now you make you do some Zach Wild behind the back shit. <laughs> just like completely serious face, like 
You're doing like a totally intense face while you play this lush lute music. Yes. She's she's going total like hair metal shredding solo, but the music is so consonant and pleasant. Yeah, what kind of melody is this? Paint us a word music picture. It's like basically Stairway to Heaven. It starts off like slow and tinkly and then it gets, you know, it starts picking up and starts picking up and it gets like experimental and weird a little bit in the middle. It's like a full journey. It's an epic quest of a song. Nice. I mean, I can't really do anything else while I'm doing that. So somebody else needs to do something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Lavinia starts playing the song that's written on the scroll. That's where she is right now. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, Kay comes over and sits down next to Drop. Ooh. He's getting the stink eye. <laughs> Kay says, Look, I meant everything I said, but I'm sorry I lost my temper. You threw me off the boat. <laughs> if it would keep Vinny safe, I would kill you a thousand times over. I hope you understand that. A sea monster came and attacked me. <laughs> that sounds really rough, bro. And then it came and attacked you, I hear. Yeah, I don't like that, guy. <laughs> You're to blame for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You really missed the opportunity to pull a That's Rough Buddy from Avatar. If you hadn't have thrown me off the boat, that wouldn't have happened. You are factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have my priorities as a father. I'll do what I need to do. If you don't put her in harm's way, then we don't have any beef. I don't put her anywhere. <laughs> she gets in enough trouble on her own. And I'll talk to her about that. <laughs> oh no, that- I'm grounded. Good luck with that. So are we good? I'll think about it. I respect that. That's fair. I mean, if you had thrown me off the boat, I would shoot you in the head. So I I appreciate you being cool about this relatively. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. uh, I'm going to go pick up some seeds. (laughs) It's kind of my thing. Enjoy that. Uh, for some reason, I picture Kay and Isaac just hitting it off together, just like being all bro and such. Protein shakes. <laughs> this is suddenly a very bro boat. The broat. Oh, no. The bro boat. It's not a sailing broat. No. <laughs> it's not a sailing broat. <laughs> <laughs> just made an elephant noise. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. So I think at some point... Sildiel and Elias are going to have to have a conversation. Where is that going to take place? Uh, under deck. Just where Elias kind of has his stuff set up when he's on the boat for his own magic studies and such. So Elias goes below deck and Sildiel follows. And it's very much that we'll talk when you get, <laughs> we'll talk when we get home, mister. <laughs> and as you go below deck, you see Joan sitting at the table she's normally at. She has a knife. She cuts her hand and holds out uh, a vial with the other. And you just see blood shoot out of her hand wound and flow into the vial and then she stops it and then uses magic to close her wound i think you're already getting ready for us to head into the cascades there joan you are going to need more help than i can provide i from everything that you've said that seems to be the case also i regret to inform you that by the time we reached mechanos detective carter was already deceased oh that is a shame. He was a very good contact. Very useful. Mm. There's basically no signs of anyone at the police station, and the town was in a deeper state of disarray than I could have imagined. Yes, Mykonos is a city of many authorities, many gods. Mm. People say many things about Thrau, but they never say that we lack vision and leadership. 
Uh, and at this point, Sildiel reaches you, looks past you, and you're suddenly caught between two elven mother figures. <laughs> it's very yin and yang. Yeah. How's, how's Elias in this mom sandwich? Uh, Joan, if you could uh, excuse us for a moment, I, I need to speak with my mother here about a few things. <laughs> oh, she actually, that was in character. She laughs. <laughs> And Sildiel says, what are you laughing at, hussy? <laughs> oh, no. It's a mom fight. Uh, uh, I, I don't need this right now. I just need to discuss a few things right now without any further conflict. Is that too much to ask, Joan? You might want to be careful, Elias. She has your sword. She looks very dangerous. <laughs> That's actually her sword. Oh, did you get it for her for Karelinmas or whatever you celebrate? No, no, no. It, it. My <laughs> God. She, she gifted that sword to me when I started my training for basic uh, martial practices when I was younger. All the practices where they would not teach you magic because they are cowards. Oh my God. Don't do not worry, Grandma. I have taught him much magic. <laughs> He's very talented wizard. You're welcome. <laughs> so sassy. I love that Austin's just playing two elves that are like mean to each other. It's like, <laughs> it's great right now. Either way, Joan, some privacy, please. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> she tosses you the blood vial and says, have fun. I'm going to go pa- practice magic freely, uh, as is my ability, without the press of matriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> she shoots, like, little sparks in the air. Like, <laughs> she's just, like, finger gunning, which none of you have any context for, so you don't know what it means. But she's shooting, like, stuff, at, like, beams out of her fingers, because she can. <laughs> Look, nobody can stop me. I am free to do as I want. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Once Joan is kind of out of earshot, at least we'll close the door <laughs> and just let out a sort of deep sigh and rub his face a bit. <laughs> Sildiel says, I see you've made some friends. Yes. Yes, mother. Desperate times called for desperate friendships, as it were. I feel like we're all grounded. So <laughs> if you if you allow me, when did you learn magic, mother? I mean, it was hundreds of years ago before the Archmages banned the practice of magic by civilians. Right. I I suppose that's why you never mentioned that you knew it in the first place to perhaps keep me from being interested in it, I suppose. Or was there some other reason? I mean, the whole reason they banned it was because apparently it was getting too dangerous. We were drawing too much attention. I mean, it was standard practice for everybody to learn magic. And you have a whole society constantly casting magic at all hours of the day it makes you a target i mean how many calamities have we seen over the centuries spell plagues and evil gods and all kinds of nonsense look i mean just look around you mm-hmm. we stopped casting magic we're fine mithrin dane couldn't be better and look at this place flooded and full of riots and just real bitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah though i'm not sure how much of that has to do with 
casting magic per se and other factors, there's still quite a bit I don't understand about things around here in the material plane. But how was I supposed to know that the world was flooding before I jumped through that temporal opening? You weren't supposed to know. You just weren't supposed to do it. <laughs> but I just... I, I kept reading about all this stuff that happens in the prime material plane. It just seemed so grand and exciting and so much different than what I was doing on a day-by-day -day basis. I, I guess I was afraid that I was going to spend my whole life just working at the library. And, and what's wrong with that? It's a noble pursuit. Are you too good for books now, Elias? No, no, <laughs> nothing like that. But to do nothing but that without having anything else, it just feels like I, I wouldn't know whether or not it was the right thing for me or not without at least experiencing other things. Everyone is trying to be so safe back at home, and while it does provide security and stability, at the same time, I... I wonder if there's if there was more to my existence than just that. And I at the moment it happened, the only way I thought I could find out was by taking a leap. Now you've taken that leap. How do you feel? Was it worth it? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure enough to say that it wasn't or that it was yet. Now that you're here, getting back home is more important to me now than was before. If if only to make sure that you get back to father and and I don't and I'm not responsible for two of us being lost to the oceans here. I guess we got to help your friend, but after that we're going to go we're going to try to find dad's book and then then we just then we're leaving. There's so many people here that are on track to perish for reasons outside of their control and things that are not their fault and I I guess part of me was just calling out and demanding that I do something to help them, whatever I could. And I, I keep trying, and I keep on feeling like I fall short, like there's something more I should have done or a different choice I should have made, and it would have saved everyone. That's easy to say now that you've made all those choices. Are there any choices you can make now? I mean, obviously, if you have the ability to save everyone, we should do it, but I don't, I don't see any way to do that. Do you? Not really, no. It feels like there are forces well beyond my comprehension conspiring to see the ruin of anyone that's living in this region as a whole. And they and they won't stop at anything until that happens. And parts of me, maybe just from how things are back at home or maybe from the stories I've read, just feels like that, that sort of wrong needs to be righted somehow, right? I think you've been reading too much of your Job book. <laughs> it's Job, Mother, and perhaps so, but I, I, I still can't shake this feeling that I, I could be doing some things to change things for the better. I, I'm just not sure what I can do. It's no use worrying about what you can't control or trying to do things way outside of your means. All you can do is look after the people you can just like when I gave you that sword, it was my way of protecting you. There's nothing that you should ever have to face that that sword can't solve. Until this, I guess. Damn. Well, it has done a lot to protect me, Mother. So, 
And I guess I have to go on protecting you now that I'm here. Elias is like looking very sort of sullen and sort of downtrodden as he just sort of slumps up against the wall and sort of sinks down to sit on the floor against the wall for a moment while, you know, his familiar just sort of perches up on his shoulder for a moment, you know, looking all bird-like. <laughs> she sits down across from you. I think you guys are like in the hallway, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're like framing it. Mm-hmm. And she says, all right, so what spells do you know? I, he basically goes through and lists what he knows. If you're going to cast, you should cast safely. <laughs> this is the conversation okay. every parent dreads. Oh my God. But you're going to do it anyway, so you might as well make sure you're safe. Ah! You can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh... Is this, is this going to be a conversation about how you should always use a prophylactory? <laughs> <laughs> There's the title right there. No! <clears throat> I'm just going to raise my hands and kind of shake them in a sort of I win motion here. <laughs> Drop just, just drops off. Like he just walks off the edge of the ship, just keeps walking, <laughs> not falling down at all. Like, <laughs> like, like a Looney Tune. At, like as Ilias explains, uh, Job sort of just flies back and forth between his shoulder and Sildiel's, moving around, you know, being 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 a good bird. All right, so Sildiel uh, listens patiently and then begins showing you some of the stuff she learned uh, in her youth, and I think mm-hmm. that's uh, where you're going to get some spells for your level up. Mm-hmm. I, I the other side of this level up is I have to choose a discipline of wizardry to go into which will be probably whatever she hands down to you as her discipline which is for anyone who could infer what a spellcasting person who uses a rapier could be especially one who is an aladrin uh her background is that she is a blade singer that's what her training was in before she went into jewelry so it's a division of wizardry that is focused upon combining the art of magic and the art of swordplay into a single unified uh, motion. And then magic was outlawed, and she, she was like, well, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it also, among other things, makes makes blade singers particularly deadly to deal with because they are way more sturdy and lethal than they let on, given how they look. So hmm. It's almost like that describes both of you. Possibly, yes, yes. That's weird. Yeah. I have no idea what that could allude to. Maybe you should cut to a different scene before more information gets revealed. All right, so as you guys are sitting there, having a heart-to-heart, practicing magic, from the background you hear Joan go, Ooh, look at me. I'm serious. I'm doing magic from my mom. <laughs> hey, 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 to, to his defense, uh, she flat out t- stopped teaching him magic once he became a wizard, and Ziggy took up that mantle, so... Let's not act like she's the be-all, end-all of magic on this ship here. No. Uh, I think I said this to sketch off-camera, but <laughs> for everyone else, Joan has, like, two levels of everything. Yeah. Which stacks up to make her, like, pretty powerful, but <laughs> she, <laughs> she just not, like, super good at any one thing. Right. It, it's, it also means, like, she doesn't have two attacks or <laughs> has feats or anything like that. So, but that's me being a D&D nerd. She has an approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> She's also built like a child with polio, roughly, <laughs> in terms of muscle mass. Mm-hmm. 
So as that scene fades out, Vinny, you're still just, are you doing anything while you're playing? I'm upstairs like, you're doing a full on El- uh, Road to El Dorado. Yeah, that's the, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm meditating, so I'm, I'm still aware in case something happens, mm-hmm. but, you know. So everyone's engaged in stuff, which means the NPCs are free to do whatever they want. And what they want is for Tusk and Jem to have an orc conversation. Oh, no. And I'm not going to do that because it's not interesting to hear me talk to myself. <laughs> but the aftermath is that Jem storms over to Vinny and says, What did you do? I just look at her like really confused and keep playing like, I can't stop. Can't stop playing. <laughs> what? You guys killed everyone at the camps? Uh, I... Tusk walks over with like a, I don't know what I do. I was just, I was just, I didn't try, I was trying to help. <laughs> He's like, I was just offering my condolences. He says that in Orc. Then he doesn't understand. It just sounds like he's snorting in distress. Then he just looks back and forth at them like, what? Uh, 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 scroll. Uh. Is my dad okay? Vinny's going to send her a message. Uh, like, psychically. Cantriply. You can't because you're playing. Can I? Like, uh, my no, own. I think this is like a super concentration thing. Okay. Am I am I nearby this Austin? Yeah, you can hear it. it's it's a bit of a commotion. Can Minnie just like look pleadingly over chocolate drop like help? Uh, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in and say the last time we visited the Tiger Mountains, there were two groups of orcs kind of fighting against each other. One of them normal, they seemed to be winning too, and the other not normal. They had these spider hearts. Are you deliberately leaving out the part where the Modron dropped in and they were screaming and everyone ran? I I don't know <laughs> if your dad is alive or dead. There were a lot of people there. Why would you not tell me this, Vinny? She looks at you, and you're still playing. <laughs> you're trapped now in this ritual song. <laughs> okay, um... It's like having a dramatic breakup conversation while chained to a treadmill. <laughs> I give her the puppiest of puppy dog eyes. <laughs> as an apology. It's a good apology. Persuasion? I rolled a nine. <laughs> she says, I can't believe that my dad might be dead and you kept that from me. We kill a lot of people. I mean... <laughs> Good thing about it, it's not a week to say that. Yeah, I know. Right, I'm just throwing that out there. Vinny's gonna look at Drop again, like, help! <laughs> drop, uh, again, sort of chimes in and says, we're, we're working really hard to secure the future of all Lorelei, and I think what Vinny's trying to say is, is that as soon as she's able... We'll go and drop Locke's eyes with Vinny and, and starts trying to intuit what she's saying. <laughs> it says, We'll help you look for your dad. Vinny starts like shaking her head like, I don't think that's a good idea. Not right now. We're literally going in the wrong direction. The Cascades are to the north of this entire region, and the Tiger Mountains are to the south. Uh, you could not be making this any worse for me. I can't believe all of you. 
Can Violet involuntarily fart to break the tattoo? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, is that a strength roll? <laughs> yes. I would like to think that it is. Uh, yeah, involuntary muscles. This is... What are you even doing, Leon? You sick... We're adults. 19! Oh my god! <laughs> so good. <gasps> there's a gross wet sound behind all of you. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and drop you turn around, and there's now more blood on the deck than there was before. <laughs> uh, Does that distract everyone? You see, we've got a very sick friend that needs to go to the Cascades. You're all sick, is what's happening here. Drop kind of looks to one side, considers the comment, and then kind of nods his head a little bit <laughs> without making eye contact with anybody and goes, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> Vinny's shaking her head at Jem, like, to say no. Like, no. Jem just shakes her head angrily and runs off, but not below deck, but to the stern of the ship. And then she keeps running, and then she jumps, and then she's flying, and she's off to the south. And over the horizon. Drop looks at Vinny again and says, at at least she's not dead yet. One single silent tear, like, rolls dramatically down Vinny's face. That's very sad. <laughs> but still, still shredding. And then drop kind of eyes Violet's uh, bloody butthole and wonders <laughs> if he should maybe do something about that. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down, you literally can't. I'm just, you know, he just considers. <laughs> He's like, yeah, maybe I should do something about that. Unacceptable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I contributed. I'm gonna throw up. I'm done. <laughs> so at a certain point, I mean, Vinny's gonna keep playing her song, but uh, Tusk is standing around next to her and just like, so me sorry, did a bad. <laughs> Vinny's like, I, I don't know. She's just like looks at him like confused, like uh, and overwhelmed, but just keeps shredding. Why you lie? Why you lie? <laughs> why you lie? <laughs> that, that's gonna be echoing her mind forever. Just why you lie? Why you lie? Why you always lying? She just shakes her head no. No? No. Well, she, can't, she can't use words. You don't have to sing Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> you could just play it. Oh my god. Yeah, just play it like a really crappy MIDI file or something. It, it, <laughs> you don't need to sing. <laughs> Everyone knows everyone knows the words anyway. They're going to follow along and hear the words in their heads anyways, you know. <laughs> Wonderful. This this is this is why we don't see bards who use Casio keyboards as their instruments, you know. <laughs> oh my god. No, they're all keytars. Ah, jeez, that's a good point. Can I like upgrade my lute for a keytar? It's possible, but you're probably going to need to invent keytars first. I don't know if any smart enough for that. Can I can I roll to do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone's going to level up. Everyone's going to get full health on this journey. You guys are off to the Cascades. That's happening. You've convinced everyone involved. Everyone's wrong for the ride. Except for Jim. Except, well, you'd probably kill her dad and then not tell her about it, which is, it's not a, that's not a good idea. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> there was a lot of stabbing happening. There's like a lot of people died, all right? <laughs> See, that's not so much of an excuse as it should be just like a red flag that you guys are... Okay, anyway. <laughs> as an hour finally comes to a close, you're approaching the end. Is there anything you want to like do, like a flourish? How do you want to make this style on? 
Uh, yeah, let me roll uh, another performance. Again, plus five. I haven't had to change this once. I rolled a 16. Nice. So describe it for me. Uh, it makes that noise, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like, I don't know. I guess I play it like, I don't know what's cool about like cool guitar moves. Like I play it behind my head, but you already said that. As Vinny finishes up her epic, beautiful song, she strikes the final note and then she hears a voice. What's it say? New scroll, who dis? Uh, hi, it's uh, Vinny. Who that? Lavinia. I'm like a, a dryad and I, I'm i bard. Um, who are you? I thought this was like a Lona scroll. It had to be on it. Who are you? Yeah, that's me. What's up? Oh, hey, it's me, Vinny. Remember me? The dryad, the ragged woods, bees, you send them, you know? Oh, Lavinia too. What's up? Oh, hi. Um, I just stole this scroll. You stole what? Um, this scroll, like, it was, like, they wouldn't give it to me, but I'm the only one who could open it, so I had to take it so I could talk to you. I'm really sorry. I know it's, like, bad, but it's for the greater good, and I love you. Please don't be mad. You what? The reception on the scroll is really bad. Why don't you just come over here? Uh, what do you mean? As soon as you say that, you find yourself standing in Spira. Uh. In your home village, in front of the spiral of Lorelei. Uh, what's happening? Uh, drop. Yeah. As Lavinia hits the final note on her song, she simply vanishes. <laughs> Drop's finger goes out. Uh-huh. And he kind of, like, he looks around to see if anybody else was looking. Nope, nobody else was looking. You're the only one who saw. Um, uh, um. He, he pets Violet and whispers, uh, I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, like, run over to the area that, that Vinny was at. Mm-hmm. Just kind of making those weird sort of guttural sort of um, uh, 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 noises mm-hmm. that he, he tends to make investigating the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and after he's satisfied that, that nothing weird is there, unless you want me to roll. Should I roll for something weird? There's nothing weird because there's nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then he he's just going to say, did anybody see where Vinny went? <laughs> Nobody did because she teleported. Back to the ragged woods, and she's standing in front of the spiral of Lorelei, which before her very eyes is beginning to move. It is, of course, a spiral, like a licorice, intertwining up and up. Is that the picture we all have of this? Yes. Uh, are there like are there like people around, or is it like just me and the tree? Yeah, I mean, you see like a one or two people. It's uh like night, like night has just fallen. Can they see? Like, can I tell if they can see me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not invisible, if that's what you're asking. Okay. You see somebody walking their dog, and you just pop into existence, and the dog barks at you, and the person, like, runs off. Um, I'm- what's happening? I have to- I have- where- why am I here? I have to be with Violet! And as you're saying that, you see the spiral of Lorelei is untwisting itself. Oh! Uh! Unspiraling, as it were. Separating. That's never happened before! It has never happened before. And as you watch, the whole tree comes undone. And opens up so that there is negative space now uh, so that you can see inside of where it was. Uh, is it like like a like a like a like a doorway or something like a room like can I go in it like first you don't see anything it just seems like this tree unspooled like a twizzler or something mm-hmm. but then you walk over to it and you uh, you do see because you're short which helps this investigation immensely because <laughs> while you wouldn't see anything at like 
normal height from your lower vantage, you see where there appears to be a kind of hole in the ceiling, as it were, as if you're standing inside the tree. If you understand what I'm saying, it's a kind of hole in space that is not visible from the sides or top, but because you're small, you can see it from below and it's hanging there inside of where the tree used to be before it unspooled to open itself to you. Um, Alona, are you there? Should I, should I go in that hole? Are you in the hole? <laughs> I mean, if you look up through the hole, you see uh, waving grass on the other side. Oh. And it's just, it's just like if you reach up, you can grab onto it and pull yourself up through the hole. Oh, here goes nothing. <laughs> I do it. I just go in the hole. <laughs> With your tiny little legs kicking? Yeah, like, it's having a real hard time. You pull yourself up through this hole into a grassy field. Can I breathe in the hole? Yes. Okay, good. You pull yourself up and you see just a, a magical forest landscape of beautiful grass and trees that reach to the sky and everything is just alive with animal activity. It's like every square inch is just squirrels and dogs and sheep and just every possible animal you can imagine. And they're all just scurrying around, just having fun. Nobody's being mean to anybody. Everyone's just got plenty of food. Focus, Vinny. You can't pet any of them. You have a mission to do. As as you say that, all kinds of weasels and uh, chipmunks and badgers are just climbing all over you. Mm, gotta stay strong for Violet! Across the um, field, you can see there's a woman sitting at the foot of a tree and just like lazily spooning honey out of a honeycomb. This woman is improbably tall, dark skin, statuesque features, and she, like you, is just uh, covered in plant and flower material and also just animals. She's got like a dog in her lap, and she's got a bird on her head, and she's just straight chilling. I'm gonna, like, walk over there. Alona? Hey, girl. Hey! It, hi! How is it? I think I need your help. What's good? Uh, nothing. Everything's bad. Very bad. A lot of bad. So bad. Everything seems pretty good here, actually. Um, in the prime material plane, things are really, really bad. I have a friend that's a unicorn. What are they? What is she doing over there? That's not where. That's not where they go. She really likes humans, so she wanted to like check them out. And she's like kind of a baby unicorn. Like she's not very old, and sometimes she's too much. But she's my friend, and I think she's dying, and I don't know what to do. And I was hoping that you'd be able to help. Oh, you're talking about uh. Violet. Yeah, violence. Her. <laughs> Close enough. Can you help? Is there anything we can do? Is that is that why you called? Um, there's a lot of reasons. She's dying, and also, like, the whole world is flooding, and I just was hoping maybe you might have some advice or know something or information or be able to, like, fix it with, like, god magic or something. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Girl, I know a lot of stuff. I know where the moss grows, and I know the best fruit. I know the softest animal bellies. I can tell you all kinds of things, but, I mean... If every time somebody died, if we if we brought them back to life, no one would ever die. But the, like, why'd you bring me back to life? Like, if not to do things like this, to do good. What do you mean? I was like a human and then I was dead and then I came back as like a plant. You did that. Mm, I don't remember that. You think you'd remember that? You said it was Lavinia? Yeah, um, uh, I live in the Ragged Woods, and my dads are birds. Lavinia, Lavinia, let me think. And then she calls over her shoulder, Lavinia? And you hear 
stomping through the underbrush, uh, something coming towards you. You know, animals are walking to and fro. There's a deer mm-hmm. comes over and sniffs you. It's pretty good. I do like deer. And then emerging into your vision is a short woman with brown skin, a human, uh, who looks exactly like you. Ah! Uh. She's holding a hamster, and she has a bumblebee the size of a watermelon on top of her head. It's just a big, fat, fuzzy bumblebee, and it's just doing that thing bumblebees do, just rubbing its little hands together, rubbing its, rubbing its little proboscis, <laughs> just straight chilling. And she just, this woman just walks over. She's uh, about seven years younger than you. And she just walks over because Alona has summoned her. Uh, uh, why does that lady look like me? Uh, this is Lavinia. But I'm, um, like, what? I, uh, I'm Lavinia. I, I don't think she has a monopoly on it. You both can be Lavinia if you want. But how, I'm, but what is she doing here? Like, is that like, did you, is that like an illusion? Did you make that like just now? Like what's going on? (laughs) The other Lavinia just like cocks her head and looks at you and smiles. She doesn't say anything. And then Alona responds to you and she says, I don't know why you think what you think or believe what you believe, but I had nothing to do with bringing you back. That's a pretty gross misuse of godly powers to just be bringing mortals back willy nilly. But 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 if it wasn't you, who could it have? Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I assume whoever left that portal in the middle of your village. That's also very dangerous. What portal? The one you just climbed through, dear. You didn't do that. No, that's why would I have a portal to the beast lands that anybody can just walk in? You summoned me. You called me. But you left the scroll for me, didn't you? I left it to the priesthood to protect in case there was an emergency. I don't know how you got it. You said you stole it. I'm the only person who can open it. Well, anybody of my faith could open it. You're not the only one, dear. This is a lot. You're telling me all this stuff. I'm so confused. I don't know what to believe anymore. Usually when mortals meet a god, it solves all of their belief problems. You'll have to excuse me if I'm a little bit perplexed. I was told that you brought me back to life. You were misinformed. I've mostly just been chilling here with all my animal friends. And she waves her arms and 10,000 animal calls go up (laughs) as the entire forest alights with them. Can you help me, please? The other Lavinia seems very distressed by your display and she runs over and she holds out the hamster to you. Um, thank you. I'm going to grab that hamster. It is supernaturally soft. I'm going to kiss it. (laughs) You kiss that hamster? This is a really nice hamster, but I don't think it can heal a unicorn. Don't mistake my inaction for indifference or cruelty. It's just that if gods answered every time a mortal wanted something, the world would have ended eons ago. You have to understand that every mortal wants something, and everything they want is purely selfish and often powerful. Just going around granting mortal wishes is the most irresponsible use of godly power imaginable what 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 would i have to do like to would i have to give something up to to fix her are you talking about a sacrifice maybe uh i'm not that kind of god sweetie (laughs) some gods take their power from sacrifice evil gods but the good gods we just take the power from our followers who come to us as petitioners when they die like uh lavinia here so weird and Lavinia just nods vigorously and smiles at you 
she's been uh, relieved of all the burdens of life. The stress, the hunger, the sadness, the anxiety. She just spends every day here as part of the plane. Just pure spirit and happiness and energy and love. And we're all together as one big family. And that never would have happened if I had brought her back into the suffering of the world. Then how am I here? I have no idea. I may be a god, but I'm not omniscient. Well, I can't just sit here and enjoy these animals and do nothing while everyone else suffers. So if all you can do is give me information, give me all the information you got. Uh, I can try to help you as best as I can. You're going to have to narrow it down for me. Okay, I'll do my best. There's, there's just like a lot happening down there right now, you know. It's a whole mess. Um, but there's some weird stuff that nobody seems to know about, and you're like a god and stuff, so maybe you know more, I would think. What do you know about, like, portals and stuff? Lorelai seems to have a sudden abundance of portals. It's very curious. Yeah, do you know how those, like, occur? Like, portals don't just happen, right? Like, somebody has to put them there. Uh, Creating portals is an incredibly high-level magic uh, occurrence. It does occasionally happen without intervention, the same way occasionally hurricanes occur. But this frequency is clearly deliberate or part of some grander scheme. The same way you wouldn't see a half a dozen hurricanes pop up in one region. Like, can you see all the portals? Like, can you see them? I don't know how God vision works. <laughs> I can look down into the prime material plane and see many things. Um, I see in the Ragged Woods, the portal you came through, which leads here to the Beastlands. I see a portal deep into the woods, which leads to the elemental plane of Earth. Mm-hmm. I see a portal in the Tiger Mountains, which leads to Hell. Well, that explains some things. <laughs> and I see a portal in the Temple of Primus, which does not lead to Primus's home plane, but appears to lead to the Demon Web Pits, a layer of the Abyss controlled by Loth, the Spider Goddess. And there are also a number of anomalies in Lorelei, which are radiating portal energy. It's hard to be more specific than that. Um, In one instance, I see one of your friends drop the human who is saturated with negative energy from the negative energy plane. As far as I can tell, he was exposed at some point to a portal to that plane, but it appears that it no longer exists. And from the cascades, I'm detecting I'm detecting numerous sources of portal energy, but they're cacophonous, overlapping, obscure, chaotic. It's hard to tell, and I think something might be deliberately obscuring them from me. Oh boy, that's a lot. Although I guess that answers my next question about if they all lead to different places. Yes, whatever's making them is not. It isn't part of one plan to open a portal between the prime material and some other place. It's almost as if it's a side effect of whatever else is happening. So what you're saying is that you don't think the portals are intentionally being opened? They're being opened while something else is being done? I don't think the portals are the point. In fact, I don't even think the flooding is the point. I think they're symptoms of some greater disease. Do you think if the portals were closed, it would help with the flooding? 
it's hard to say without knowing what the actual source of the flooding is. Do, do, how, how does one close a portal? It depends on how exactly the portal is sustained. If it's caused by someone concentrating on some sort of portal spell, getting them to stop the casting would end it. If it's linked to a person in particular, you might have to kill them. I think that might be what happened in the case of your friend Drop. Whatever portal he was exposed to, that energy doesn't match any current portal signatures, which means I think that portal has been closed. So I think it's safe to say that whoever that portal was linked to is now dead. Well, I guess we're going to have to have a conversation with Drop. But a lot of people have died in his life, so he might have more energies. I mean, being saturated with negative energy will, will do that. Huh. Okay. There's also a thing in the ocean. Yes. <laughs> uh, we are aware of that. All, not just me, but all of the good gods. We, we've had our eye on it, and all I can say is it is of such great and terrible evil that it, it pains us to even look at it. It is a nexus of evil, but it also seems to be blind evil, chaotic, directionless. It's not trying to do anything. It's just doing its evil thing. If it had a plan, if it had a purpose... I think it would have already carried it out. It's certainly powerful enough that if it wanted to kill everyone in Lorelei or create some sort of apocalyptic calamity in Lorelei, it would have done so already, which is why I don't think whatever's causing the flooding or causing the portals is evil in the same way that the creature in the ocean is evil, because evil destroys, and you all could have been destroyed by now. What do you what do you know about gash gashes? I don't know how to say that plural. I've only ever heard the word like once. <laughs> the the contracts that uh your friends seem to have found themselves in. Yes, because it seems to me, um, that whenever we meet somebody who's under one, there's also a portal. Hmm. So I wonder if there's some way if I could figure out how to undo the gash or something that we could figure out. Yes, you've done well to link the portals to the Gesh. Unfortunately, I don't have any more direct access than you do. However, I think this is one of those times when the power has been inside you all along. <laughs> Nerd! Vinny, dear, you're a powerful bard, and you should know that there's spells that you can use to get that information without breaking or invoking those gesh. Have you never heard of Detect Thoughts? No, it's it's not something I've ever really had a need for. Well, it's, uh, it's not a complicated spell, mm -hmm. and I'll give it to you before you go. Using that, you should be able to extract the information you need from those people, thereby bypassing the restrictions on them telling you the information. What if they find out I'm doing it? If they find out, then they would need to either fight you or consent, thereby breaking their agreements. So, unfortunately, I think this is going to be something you have to do against their will. Oh, jeez. I understand that it's not a good feeling, but I can't see any way around it. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. And she scoops up an apple that's sitting in a just a pile of fruit beside her and uh, a, bu a bunch of uh, forest creatures go scurrying away as uh, she holds it in her hand and it begins glowing with magic. And then she tosses it to you and says, I have thrown in some other spells, 
to help you on your journey. Just uh, chow down on that, and you'll be flooded with all the all the magical songs that you can handle. Oh, thank you. Welcome. I love a good snack. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> you seem quite stressed. We have a fine collection of dogs here, if you would like to pet them. Oh, I do like dogs. Can I just, like, pet them? Can I pet them all? <laughs> you want to just take five minutes to just walk around this uh, idyllic field petting dogs? Yes. And while she's petting the dog, she's going to mumble sing. You can't always pet all the dogs. But if you try sometimes, <laughs> you just might find you pet what you need. <laughs> Sorry that we don't have any unicorns. As you know, they don't often find their way here under normal circumstances, and they find themselves mostly in the Feywild. I had a unicorn. <laughs> I understand, and I wish you luck on that. I, <laughs> I think you're heading in the right direction. Uh, just because I can't intervene doesn't mean somebody less scrupulous can't. Yeah, my frog said he has a wizard friend. Yes, and I, I don't know the future, but I know a lot. And I think that's the right direction. Do you think I should trust this frog? <laughs> I think the Bullywugs are practical people. They will do whatever is in their best interest. As long as being your friend is in their best interest, you shouldn't have any problems. Just keep in mind that if being your friend becomes an inconvenience, it will complicate your relationship. Okay. Do you think I can trust everyone else? <laughs> Listen. Everyone is just trying to do what they think is best. Even evil creatures think the sacrifices they make are justified. None of the people you meet are villains. They might oppose you, but everyone is the hero of their own story, and all you can do is try to understand them. Okay. That seems fair. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Okay, I think I got some work to do. I think I can fix something. Maybe. Good luck. I'm sorry if I was disrespectful. I've just got, like, a lot going on. Yeah, it seems real stressful down there. Yeah, so, like, if I if I can think of any more questions, can I, is this, can I reuse this scroll? Like, how does this work? I've never seen one of these before. I mean, that scroll's only for emergencies. If there's an emergency, though. You keep drawing attention to that portal. Who knows what could get in here? It's not ideal. I'll only use it in the direst of circumstances. Okay. Also, can you put me back on the boat? <laughs> sure. Thanks. That's really helpful. All right. Give back the hamster. Oh, he can't come with me? No. That's a Beastlands hamster. Okay. I kiss him before I give him back. His name is Mr. Bubbles now. <laughs> he is so soft that nothing you will ever feel again for the rest of your life will even compare. That's such a bummer. And it will leave you empty inside. Cool. Because he's so soft. <laughs> Lavinia takes back the hamster. And then I go back on the boat. All right, have a nice day. Bye, thanks. Make sure you say your prayers and brush your teeth. You know I always do. You should hear them. Like I hear there's a lot of prayers. That's fair. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. And she waves her hand and you are back on the boat, standing on Drop's foot. Ah, okay. As that begins to resolve itself, you guys hear from the oh, no. wheel of the ship, Isaac call out and say, are these guys with you? What? Ali sort of like emerges from under the deck, mm -hmm. rubbing his face a bit, and then looks out as Isaac sort of calls, are these guys with you? And Who are the guys? 
And so as everyone gathers up on deck to look to where Isaac's pointing, you see the camera pull back. And with all of you looking anxiously out over the horizon, you see two ships, golden ships, coming at you in a pincer formation. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Well... This is to be expected. <laughs> like a blues gif. Like Elias sort of pulls out his scimitar. No time for rest, I see. I set my sail. Fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Clouds are making way for me. I'm coming home, sweet home. I see yourself. for our theme music, which includes Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Ah Kid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of November 2016 are Joseph Tombrello, Extellaris, Jade, Kirsten Haslinger, The Cult of Gorfanax, Atlas and Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Irving Royale, David Page, Mirren Bati, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Exley, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Drew, Athos, Ingmar Gremmen, and Paul Mullen. You can help support the show directly by finding me at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Leon by finding him at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us out by rating, commenting, liking, or subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever else you found the show. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. We really appreciate your enthusiasm and support, and we literally could not do this without you.